morning at Cornerstone. I feel like I'm home. Nobody has to tell me to make my stuff at home. I just walk in the door and start drinking coffee and talking to people and hanging out because I feel like this is home for me. Why? Because there's a lot of people in here that have the same spirit of God on the inside of them that I got on the inside of me, right? Look, I have more of a connection with a lot of you, even though I may not know you that well, than I do a lot of my family members. Why? Because the same spirit of God that lives on the inside of me lives on the inside of you. So me and Todd, we can hang out. We got a secret handshake. You know, we can all get to know each other really quick. Why? Because I see God in you and you see God in me. And that's another message. And if you missed that one, then Danny will preach that one for you one day. Tell him you want him to preach. I see God. He'll preach it for you. But man, God has got a powerful word for you today. It, it is a, a practical word that you can take with you that it will change you from the inside out. That every time you think about this word, it will make you better for the kingdom of God. It's very, very simple. It's for those that love God but just want to do everything that God's called them to do. It's a very practical message, and it's a message we'll be preaching this morning. Amen? Look, I, I follow y'all. I follow what God is doing here. I know y'all just thought thought uh, you were you know wrong, but I, I know y'all thought. Y'all just finished a uh, sermon series called Jesus and We, but you're not really finished because I'm just going to tag in and preach the same thing this morning, right? We're going to preach part five or whatever part it is now. And uh, we're just going to tag in with the same spirit of God and just continue the series, right? Y'all have been talking about, you know, your relationship with Christ, putting God at the center of those things. And this message this morning is called God's plan is greater than my plan. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. That his plan is greater than than my plan, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You know, we were singing uh, earlier, we were singing how powerful God is. We said, what a powerful name it is, that nothing can stand against him. What a powerful name it is. And, that, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You know, we can all agree that God has the power, right? We sing all the time, there's power in the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. We sang about it this morning. So we can all agree that God has the power. If you don't agree with that, you shouldn't have just sang the song, okay? You all sang it, okay? It was a setup. God did it. I didn't know what they were singing this morning, but we did. So, But we can also agree that God doesn't just have the power, but he's got enough power to do whatever is needed to do. The trick is we have to figure out how to activate God's power in our everyday life, right? That's it. We know God's got the power. We know he can do anything. But how do I activate that power in my life? Now, we have to specifically know what is power, okay? We sing about it. Do we know exactly what is power if we're going to get God to use his power? Well, what is power? When physics, power is the rate of doing work. It is equivalent to the amount of energy consumed per unit of time. So power is directly related to energy, how much energy is used. Now I had to read that to you because I'm not a really smart man. Uh, but that is what power is. It's the rate of doing work. 
Now, I cheated off my 11-year-old son's homework. He's with me today. He's upstairs having a lot more fun. If you got children, um, they'll have a lot more fun in children's church than they're going to have listening to me, right? But anyhow, he's in children's church right now, Cooper, but I cheated off his homework, and I learned that there's two types of energy, right? You have potential energy, and you have kinetic energy, okay? I've learned this. If we don't know this, we can learn it this morning. Now, potential energy is the energy that's stored up. This is the energy that's ready to be used. But the problem with potential energy is no matter how much of it you have, it isn't getting the job done as long as it's potential energy, right? So you had to get the energy from potential energy to kinetic energy. Well, in order to do that, you got to have a spark, you got to have a switch, you got to have a valve, you got to have something taking it from being potential to clicking on all cylinders. Well, look, we've already said this morning, and you've already agreed that God has got enough power, right? Or God has got enough energy. Well, the truth of it is, really, he's got more than enough. He's got more than enough power. He's got more than enough love. He's got more than enough energy because our God is the God. He is El Shaddai, more than enough. And just like in physics, we need that spark. We need that switch. We need that valve to activate the blessings from potential to everything that God wants for us to have. If you're sitting here today and you're like, look, Clay, I, I love God. I'm saved. I've given my life to him. If I died today, I would go to heaven. But really, I, I need more of God working in my life. I need these blessings in my life. I need God's power and his will to be done in my life. If that's you today and you're like, man, I want to be blessed to be a blessing. I want to reach my full potential in Christ. I don't want to just barely make it. I don't want to just be getting by. When people ask me how my day is going, I don't want to say, oh, well, I'm here. You know, I want to really do what God's got me to do. If that's you today, there's one way to get God to release everything that you need in your life. This is not any five-step plan, 12-step plan. Those of y'all that know me know I'm not smart enough to memorize all them steps. It had to be one step for me, right? I had to do one plan, one step in my life. Well, it's the same way here. The number one way, and we'll only discuss one way this morning because we're going to keep things simple, to spark God's power in your life is the power of agreement. Think about this. The power of agreement. We have to get in agreement with God's plan for our life. So many times we try to do it our way. We try to figure it out. We're doing circles in the dark backwards. We're trying to get all this stuff done. We can't understand why it's not working. But if we can get into agreement with God's plan for our life. See, God wants to open up all the blessings in your life. He's not trying to hold anything back. He's not some cruel daddy that's saying, Nanana boo boo, I got this for you, but I ain't going to give it to you. That's garbage. Maybe the kids will like hearing me preach. You know, that, that's garbage. God has all these blessings for you, and he's not trying to hold it back. He wants to open it all up for you, and he does it through a conductor called agreement. See, that, that's where we miss it. As Christians so many times, 
situation happens and we want to see how big of a prayer chain we can get or how many, you know, hours we can spend at the altar on our knees or begging God to try to do something. But, you know, I learned many years ago that God's already done everything that he needs to do. Jesus died on the cross one time, and when he died, he, he screamed out, To tell us die! He said, It is finished, and it was once and for all. Amen? He doesn't have to do anything else again. He doesn't have to die on the cross again. He's already done those things. We just have to walk and get into an agreement with what God has already been done. Not trying to force God's hand. Not trying to make him think that it's okay to do it this way. But we have to get into agreement with God's plan for our lives. That's all it is. It's that simple. You know, God isn't worried about how bad you can make something seem. He's not going to, you know, he's not concerned about how bad you make a situation look. You know, we get a situation in our lives, and then all of a sudden, I mean, if it's something to do with the doctor, we got to tell everybody, well, the doctor said he ain't never seen this before, or he's never seen nothing this bad before. Or if we can get a posse of people together, then we can all make it seem like it's some big, huge deal. God isn't motivated by that. He wants to bless you. And the way he blesses you is through the conductor called agreement. God isn't going to look at your problem and say, man, you're right, dude. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. You know, but that's the way we make it seem sometimes. Like we want God to go tell Jesus, God's like, look, Jesus, I thought you died for everything, but you must have missed this. You messed up, my only son. You didn't die for this, I guess. And it's not like that. God's taking care of all of it. And he wants to activate all those blessings in your life. And all he wants you to do is to get in agreement with his plan. Not my plan be done, but God, your plan to be done. When you start glorifying God instead of glorifying the problem, that's when all the God stuff starts happening in your life. Look, there's things that come up in our lives each and every day. And we can focus on this problem and focus on this situation and focus on this sin. And it won't get you nowhere that God wants you to be. But when you say, instead of focusing on this problem, we're going to focus on God. Instead of focusing on this area, we're going to focus on God. When you start doing those things and line up with God's plan for your life, you better watch the blessings come in your life. Man, they will flow out of your life. They will come through you and to you and through you to reach other people. Everyone around you will want what you have, not because of you, but because of God in you. They'll see God in you like I see it in your pastor, like I see it in your people here, and they'll want to be around God in you. Look, those of y'all don't know, I am married to the best woman that God ever made. And she loves me with all of her heart. But it ain't me that she loves, it's God in me that she loves. Amen? When she sees me, thank goodness, she sees God instead of me. Well, guess what? People around you are going to want to be around you when they're seeing God in your life. You're walking this thing out, you know. And I'll tell you another thing is this. 
when you start getting in agreement with God's plan, I've been walking this out for 22 years now. When you start getting in agreement with God's plan, that flow will start happening, all that God stuff will start happening, and guess what? It'll never stop. Man, look, I thought I was following God before, but I was headed straight that way, and it wasn't good. I was the very best sinner I could possibly be. I mean, I could tell you story after story after story. I never failed at being a sinner. I was really, really good at it. I wasn't one of these people that was up and down and all around. I was straight on that path. The best, I'm going to be nice this morning. I was the best, worst person in the world. Because that was my goal, was to do, I thought that's what the cards were. But when I heard the truth, and it set me free, and I started walking with God's plan for my life, I have never changed. I've been walking with him from glory to glory to glory. I don't have good days and bad days. I don't have valleys and mountaintops. I, I don't have, you know, all these lulls and these periods and none of that. I walk with God. What you see right now is the same person you're going to see 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Me and you can go play racquetball and I will beat your tail with a smile on my face. Having a good time knowing that the presence of God is with us. While I'm dominating. Amen. No matter what is going on, God flowing through us because it's God's plan. You know, people ask me all the time. I deal with a lot of people that are new in Christ. You know, that's one reason why I love coming here because y'all reach a lot of people that are new in Christ. Okay. A lot of you look just like me and man, what God's done in our lives. And that's why I like coming here so much. But when people are new in Christ, they always ask a question, man. What does God want me to do? What's God's plan for my life, man? I gave my life to the Lord. I'm not drinking. I'm not drugging. I'm not doing those things. But, but besides not doing stuff, what does God want me to do? What is his plan for my life? And all God wants from you is to do his will. That's all he wants. He wants you to do his will because he knows that it's best for you. God wants a group of people that get into agreement with him that do what he has called you to do. Look, you can't have faith in the system. You got to have faith in God. Can't have faith in the program. You got to have faith in Jesus. And if you'll get with God's program, if you'll get with God's system, that's when all the good stuff starts happening in your life. And I'll do one better than that. When you make your program God's program, Look, you better watch out. Man, look, you better watch out. I'm not talking about being saved from hell. I'm talking about God's whole program for your life. I'm talking about being blessed to be a blessing. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit flowing out of you for everything that you touch, where everybody that you come in contact with sees the power of God flowing out of you. When I walk into a room, the atmosphere changes. Why? Because God walked into that room. And that's the plan God has for each and every one of you. I'm not talking about going up to people and telling them how about their sin and this and that. Man, I don't even talk about stuff like that. I'm just talking about God flowing out of me to reach anybody that we're around. The Bible says in John chapter 7, very familiar passage, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. 
Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, streams of living water will flow from within them. In Ezekiel, he says it like this. He says, so where the river flows, everything will live. Uh, a few years ago, I heard it this way. I think it was Dr. Brasfield that said it. It was at a Destiny conference. But he said, it is the heart of every man to drink, and it's the heart of God to be the well. He said, drink of God and be part of his plan. Stay in agreement with God. Now, just because we're all friends here, and this is a practical message, I want to give you a little practical advice. There's a lot of new Christians in here, a lot of people that's just starting to walk this thing out. And I just want to tell you, because that's what I specialize in, is new Christians walking this thing out. I have the honor to be able to speak to people like that. But we have to make sure as Christians that we're intentional at everything that we do. Intentional. We can't just run on misguided passion. You know, so many people, they come to Christ, they get fired up, they want to conquer hell with a water pistol, they got the best of intentions, and that passion for Christ is great, but it's got to be God's plan. It's got to be God's timing. You know, so many times I see guys and ladies that get fired up for Christ, and they want to start something. They want to start a program, they want to start a new ministry, or start this, but just a word from the Lord, most of the time... God don't want you to start something. He just wants you to get involved with what he's already doing. He wants you to come alongside a man of God, strengthen the vision that God's already given him, and come alongside of him and strengthen what God's already doing. See, God's already given your pastor three different missions that's not happening yet, because he doesn't have the people to come alongside to do those things. But he will because God's promised it to him and he's given them. He doesn't need you to start something new. He just needs you to come to him and say, look, the pastor God gave me to you and you to me. And I'm here to do whatever you call me to do. Look, you, you're getting the vision from God. Whatever you need, that's what I want to do. Man, and I heard him when people were walking in, I heard him to a couple of different families, they said, you know, what can I do for you? You know, how can we serve you? But really, I want to hear y'all asking him the same thing. Pastor, what can I do for you? What can I do to serve you? What can I do to serve the good people of Cornerstone and the people of this area right here? What can I do? And guess what? He already knows. God's already shared it with him. He knows, you know, we can't just go out reckless. We have to be under appointed and anointed leadership. There is no lone wolf Christians. You know, something that's not preached enough is the lineage of authority in a Christian's life. You know, and I shared this a little bit this morning at nine, but, uh, you know, we, we don't preach that as pastors too much, but really, the lineage of authority in a Christian's walk is a big deal. Look, you heard him give honor to my pastor, Brother Dave, this morning. You heard him give honor to me. You've heard me give honor to him. There's a lineage of authority there that is very important. And when you understand that God put you here for a reason, that you didn't just decide to go to Cornerstone one day, but God put you with this body at this specific time for this specific purpose, you know, right now, when you understand that, 
then you'll understand the authority that God has given you. You, you know, I was thinking this morning, and uh, and we were speaking it in the first service, but uh, but like I said, we're all friends here. It's not like it's on Facebook Live and thousands of people are watching. It's just us right here. And so I'll share this with you. If it was, I wouldn't share this. But I've been following the same pastor for 22 years. I, I, I went to a service he was at. I heard something different that I'd never heard before. I thought he was a liar. I went home. I read it in my Bible. Every word that he said was double true. I mean, it was in several places in the Bible. And it set me free. I've been following him ever since then. Okay? I do, you know, everything God's called me to do, but I follow my pastor. Do you know in 22 years, I've never missed a church service at the river that I didn't let my pastor know where I was going to be. I didn't even tell him that I was going to be gone. I asked his permission. I asked his permission to go on a vacation with my wife and my family. I wasn't on payroll. He didn't write my checks, but I let him know when I was going to be gone. Why? Because I was the guy that like didn't mind people depending on me. I was fine with it. I like being dependable. I also like being accountable. Okay, and and it was fine with me. And he never asked me to do that. In fact, I might be the only person in our church that's ever done that. I don't know. I don't know what everybody else does. I just know what I do. And I've never even shared this with our congregation before. But I never missed a service where I didn't tell him that I was going to be gone. In fact, he's missed a whole lot more services than I have. Because he had family in Florida and stuff. But I've done what God's called me to do. That lineage of authority. No lone wolf Christian. Being accountable to a pastor. Accountable to a people. Doing what God's called us to do. If God's telling you something right now that he wants you to do, guess what? I know he's done told your pastor. Man, come to your pastor. Pray about it. Let him visit with you on it. And man, he ain't trying to hold you back from God's plan for your life. I know it. You know, my pastor's never told me, well, Clay, no, you, you, you can't go. You know, you can't be gone this Sunday. When Danny Reed asked me to come preach today, I asked my pastor, hey, what do you think about me going down to Cornerstone and preaching? Man, I think that'd be great. He would never tell me no, but yet I'm still going to ask him, amen? That's enough about all that, but a lineage of authority in doing what God has called us to do. Now, I want to uh, do something that uh, Chelsea asked y'all to do this earlier. I'm going to ask you. I never heard this in a church service before, but anybody's got a cell phone with them that will take a picture, I want you to pull it out real quick. Everybody got one? All right, anybody's got a cell phone, they'll take a picture. We're going to move to the next part of this message. Getting into agreement with God's plan for our life. And I'm going to make a statement that I've been making lately. Uh, I told him this morning, I, I didn't know how many times I'd been making it till my daughter, Annalise, got ready to give her valedictorian speech the other day. And uh, when she stood up there in front of all those people, she quoted her daddy. And... Uh, and she quoted this statement right here. So I want, they're going to put it on the screen and I want everybody to take a picture of it so that later on this week you can think about it again. And I'll even move out of y'all's way just a minute so that later on this week you can think about this statement again 
and see how it applies to your life. And that is this, your current direction, not your intention, determines your destination. The direction that you're currently going in every area of your life determines your destination. Now look, this can be relationally, this can be financially, it can be spiritually, the, the list keeps going on and on and on. And it's true regardless of your goals, regardless of your dreams, regardless of your wants, or regardless of your wishes. And it's even true whether you believe it or not. You can call me a liar and it's still you won't be right. It will be true no matter what. Your path trumps all of those things. Your current direction determines your destination in each and every area of your life. That's what it is. Your daily decision, not your intention, not your hopes, not your dreams, but your daily decisions determine your outcome. The choices we make today decide our future. I'll give you some examples. Some of you believe me. Some of you are still looking at me a little funny. That's okay. I look at me a little funny too. It's not a big deal. But but here's some examples. Just because I look funny don't mean I don't speak the word of God to you, right? Think of it like this. Remember, the direction that you're currently headed determines your destination. All right? We'll give some examples. A single woman says, I want to meet a Christian man one day that's really got his act together and loves God as much as I love God. That's what the woman thinks. That's what she wants. That's a good idea, right? But what does she do? She goes out with every guy that's cute that asks her out. Is that going to get her to where God wants her? It's not. A Christian man says, I want to develop a deep and intimate relationship with God. So what does he do? He gets up every day and reads the newspaper. Or he gets up every day and reads Facebook. Is that going to develop an intimate relationship with God? No. Is it a sin? No. But it's not getting him where he wants to be, right? A married woman says, I want to have a great relationship with my husband. But she makes the children a priority over her husband. Y'all don't throw stones at me. <laughs> if I need to come give a marriage seminar, I will. We've done it before. My my wife, uh, my, I have the, uh, three of the best kids in the world. And they all know that they run a real tight second. They, they know that I put their mama first and she puts me first. They don't ever ask who the favorite is because we tell them. My favorite's mama. And if they want to get their feelings hurt, they'll ask. But they know what's coming. So we don't ever have any trouble going, I mean, you know, I, we, we've had children for 42 years. I have a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 11-year-old. Add it all up. I've won Daddy of the Year 42 times in a row, all right, from each one of them. But not one time did they come to me on something that they had already come to their mama on. Why? Because they know I love her the most. And I ain't going to go against her. Hey, you, you just think about it. You can't make your children a priority over your spouse. That's not the way God designed it. A couple says, we'd like our children to develop a personal relationship with God. 
And we want our children to choose good friends that also have a personal relationship with God. But then they skip church every other Sunday to go to the lake. Instead of hanging out with the Christian kids, they're hanging out with the other lake kids. I'm not condemning anything. I'm just saying these are all things that aren't sin, but they're not getting us to where we want to be. They're all examples of people that have legitimate goals that oftentimes have the best of intentions of reaching those goals. However, their everyday actions are not lining up with the desires of their heart. I mean, we've been there. There's so many times we try to convince ourselves that we're going to lose 50 pounds even though we hadn't started a diet yet. We're eating a Reese's right now. But yeah, we got it in our mind that we're going to reach this goal of losing 50 pounds while we're eating two ding-dongs. You know what I'm saying? Or do they even make those anymore? Or Twinkies or something like that. Okay, we'll edit all that. But you, we can't think, we can make ourselves think that we're going to do something, but our current direction determines our destination. Or what about the guy that says, hey, me and my daughter are going to be super tight and we're going to be best friends forever but he spends more time with his family, I mean with his friends than his family. At some point, you got to turn from your way and turn the direction that God has for you. Or you'll never change anything. You know, it makes so much sense to me. You can't get here by going there. You can't obtain this by going after that. You can't make chicken pie out of chicken litter. Okay? My best friend makes a fortune selling chicken litter. But anyhow, you can't do those things. At some point, you got to start and turn towards your destination. Turn towards what God has for you. There has to be an alignment between your intentions and your direction. Now, like I said, because we're friends here, I'm going to give you a little warning. There's going to be things that happen in your life as a Christian that God intended for good. It might be a reconciliation of a relationship. It might be to get your kids back. It might be a new job. It might be a ministry that the pastor gives you. And all those things are wonderful, and God gave them, and they're all for God. But if you get focused on those things instead of on God's plan, they will fail. And it ain't God's fault. We can say ain't around here, right? It ain't God's fault because he intended it to be good and he gave it to you to be good. But you turned your intentions off of your direction off of him onto those things. Look, God's got to be at the center of everything that we do. It can't just be a hierarchy deal because by the time you get here on your priority list all the way down to hobbies, then God ain't nowhere close to that. No, God's got to be at the center of of everything that you're doing. He's got to be, amen? No matter what's going on. Don't take your eyes off of God. God gave you those things. He intended them for good, but they can all be bad if we start trying to do it our way. You know, God gave you those blessings. He wants to continue to bless you, but you've got to acknowledge that God is the provider of everything good in your life and you got to be in agreement and stay in agreement with God and his plan. Look, I'm not just talking about sin. I'm not talking about major decisions. 
I'm talking about God said, be faithful in the little things and God will give you more. You know, I made a statement last week when I was preaching at the river that I'd never been made before. And I made it again today. I want to make it again today. And that is this. Your goal needs to be to let God trust you. The Bible says, be faithful in the little things and he'll give you more. Well, in order to give you more, he's got to be able to trust you. Right? In the number one way you can earn God's trust is by trusting in him. As he reveals his plan and you trust in him, then he will be able to trust you more. Does that make sense? If God told me to go to Uganda and I don't go to Uganda, he can't trust me with more. If God says, I want you to raise your children this way, and I don't raise my children this way, then he cannot trust me with more. you got to let him call the shots. we got to let him make the decisions. we got to let God do his plan for our life. Amen? Hey, at, at this point, we um, I bought a, brought a few friends with me. Uh, you know, we um, my family was... Uh, at a cheerleading event today and uh they couldn't be here they're in monroe and i'm here and then we're all gonna meet up in the big city of mangle and then we're going to go to destin florida this afternoon for my daughter's senior trip but uh but i brought a few more of my friends here today and uh we're going to give you a little drama that really shows exactly what we've been talking about this morning y'all cool with that all right God, thank you for all you do for me each and every day. I want your plan in my life. I need you. I need you to guide me in every single thing I do. Without you, I can do nothing. Thank you for loving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. Hey, Casey, how are you? I was wanting to talk to you. Well, that's great, my daughter. How can I help you? I have been thinking that I need you to sit in my chair. Oh, my. Sure? I am so sure. See, I know you might not understand everything, so I just want to tell you up front, you know, I died on a cross for all your sins, and I live inside of you each and every day, but really, I really... Don't want to sit in your chair. But Jesus, I need you to sit in my chair. See, here's the issue, Casey, just so you know. If I sit in your chair, then I make all of the decisions for you. Now, they'll all be great decisions, and they'll be not to harm you, but they'll all be for blessings for your life. But if I sit in your chair, I'm going to make all of the decisions. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. Sure? I am sure. Okay, Casey, I'm going to sit in your chair. Thank you. Well, hey, Casey. 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 H
Casey, how are you? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, just real quick. Look, Casey, you had uh, promised to work at the food bank today oh. and give out groceries. It's fine. They're going to understand. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but, but uh, you told Miss D that you would bag out groceries for 400 families this Sunday. That's today. But this is the last time I wear it. All the Fresh Start guys did all the work. They didn't even need me. I didn't have anything to do. It will be fine. But I really want you to make all of my decisions. So just please sit back in my chair. I will listen to you from now on. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. Okay? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, hey, Zach, how are you? you see that he's Mr. Wrong? I mean, it's written on his sign. <laughs> Jesus, it is just a date. Yeah, but he's not the one that I have for you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But I'm he's not going to marry him or anything. No, but he's not the one I picked out. But we're just going to go on a date. And, and, but Jesus is just so cute. I understand. <laughs> Well, and you were right. I should have listened to you. Where are you, Jesus? Please come back. Yes, Jason. I need. You. I shouldn't have listened. I should have listened to you. I shouldn't have gone off on my own. This time you pushed me out of the chair. I did. I am so sorry. I... In fact, I'm still hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I need. Decisions because mine just are terrible. I've made a mistake, but I need to get back here. Please give me another chance. I am so sure. Please. Promise not to hurt me this time. I promise I will never hurt you again. Just 
Mom, I am so busy today. I don't think I'm going to have time. Oh, but I have so much to do, and, and I'm really tired. I just don't want to go shopping today. Hey, go shopping with your mama. Uh, Jesus, I don't want to. I'm just saying, but it's not a big deal. She just wants to go spend your day's money. <laughs> I just don't feel like shopping. It is not a sin to not want to go shopping. I understand that, but we don't know how much longer you have with your mom. Oh, you're right, but I just... Jesus, I appreciate your opinion on this, but this is a decision I can make. So, I, I think that I need to take over my chair. I appreciate I you trying, but I can make my own decisions, I and I just don't need you head. anymore. I don't you need sure? you. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, now let's think about this. While everybody's quiet and everybody's watching the drama, None of the decisions that Casey made was a sin. But they wasn't God's plan for her life. See, God's got a plan for her life. And that wasn't it. Man, Mr. Right saw her going out with Mr. Wrong. And he didn't know what to do. Her, you know, not going to the food bank. That's not a sin. But guess what? God had called her to do that. And she had made that commitment in her life. Those are decisions that we have to make every single day. And if we're trying to make our own decisions and what we want to do, it's eventually going to blow up for us. Because God's got a plan for you. Amen? We got to truly die to self to become alive in Christ to do what God wants us to do. You know, when I was doing my deal, I made a lot of bad decisions. But then I came to Christ. I started making good decisions. And uh, started doing things the right way. And I was following God for several years. Just like many of you. And then all of a sudden, one day, I was in the church. There was only one man in the church. It was before church. So I came there to pray. And, uh, and I was just, man, kneeling about this spot right here. In the church, praying to God. And everything was great in my life. There was nothing wrong. God was doing tremendous stuff in me and through me. But that one day, man, I just felt pressed by God. And I said, God, I, I give you my everything. I give you my wife. I give you my future children. I give you my job that I didn't, you know, uh, uh, didn't even have at the time. I give you my ministry. Look, I know that you live inside of me. But I, right now, I just want to give you all of me. Everything that I am, everything I ever be, I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you have me to do. I will say what you have me to say. My life is no longer mine, but it's your life. I no longer live, but it's you that lives in me. Amen? I truly died to self to become alive in Christ. And that day, I got enough of me out of the way that God was able to fill me from my head down to my toes. Now, the Holy Spirit already lived inside of me, but that day I was able to fill him in a way that was 
awesome because I got enough of me out of the way to let more of him flow out of me. And it wasn't just for me. I don't believe in being a lake. I believe in being a river. I believe in letting it flow, let it come in and let it go. I believe that I'm blessed to be a blessing each and every place that I go because that's what God has done in me and that's what he wants to do through me. We don't just give these messages to you. We want them to go through you to reach your mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncle, grandma, grandpas, everybody that you're in contact with. We want them to have a better life because of God in you. Amen? That's what we want. I said, I have a plan for you. It's a plan to prosper you. It's a plan not to harm you. He said, when you seek me, you shall find me. When you seek me with your whole heart, I will reveal myself to you. God isn't trying to keep his best from your life. He wants to give it to each and every one of you. He's no respecter of persons. He didn't choose this one and not choose that one. God's got a major plan for your life. And the way you get there is by being faithful in the little things. The way you get there is by being in agreement with God. The way you get there is it's no longer my will be done, but God, your will be done in each and everything that I do. I don't have to wake up on Sundays and decide if we're going to church or not. You know what I'm saying? I don't wake up in the morning and wonder what I'm going to get out of today. What's Clay going to gain by the day? I ain't done that in 20-something years. But I will tell you this. If you had me right now, every hope and dream that I ever had 22 years ago when I gave my life to Christ and where I just hoped and prayed that I would be at in 22 years, I would have shortchanged myself so much because I didn't, I, I knew I didn't deserve all that. But God says, I got a new covenant I will give you. I will remember your sins no more. I will write this new covenant on the inside of you. And I will prosper you. And I will bless you. And my life 22 years later is so much better than I would have ever dreamed. Because it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all got to do with God. Each and every day. Not my will be done. But God, your will be done. Look, what we've been talking about today don't have nothing to do with heaven and hell. It don't have nothing to do with sin and those kind of issues. We're just talking about daily decisions. Daily decisions. This is a practical message. Daily decisions that affect the rest of our lives. We need to be intentional about what we do. What you do matters. What you say matters. What you do when you leave here today matters, and it affects the rest of your life. If you got an area in your life where you need to change of direction, change it right now. Change it right now. You know, we, we think of repentance as being saying, I'm sorry. But re repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of direction. If you got a place in your life where you need to repent, whether it's financially spending too much money on a credit card, whether it's relationally li living with somebody that you're not supposed to, whether it's whatever it is, if there's an area of your life where you need to change your heart, change your mind, and change your direction, the only way you're going to get different results is by making that change today. Until you make that change, 
you will be headed in that same direction that you were already headed in that area of your life. Look, I'm talking to the choir. I'm talking to great people here. And I look, I love y'all 100%. But I want you to know if there's an area in your life where you need to change direction, it won't happen unless you do it today's the day. Look, I encourage you today's the day. I, I don't need to know what it is. I don't want you to come, come confess all your faults to me. I mean, nothing like that. I'm supposed to give the mic to your pastor. I just want you know what it is. And if God's showing you an area right now where you need a change of direction, there's no better day than today. You'll never get this way by going this way. you got to change and let God do what He wants to do in your life. Amen? I'm going to introduce you again to the most special person in here, your pastor, Danny Reed.